I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Hear elevated conversation on crucial issues. Boyd Matheson on Inside Sources. Welcome back to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. If you've missed any of the show today, we've had some really crucial conversations uh, about how things get done or don't get done. And as as we've looked at that, we just talked about Social Security, and we've talked about the political game that both the left and the right are playing president played the game in the State of the Union. The Republicans took the bait. They're both yelling and screaming about things. But the reality is, is we have to have a different kind of conversation. Uh, I love that our last guest from The Hill, uh, Eris Foley, uh, talked about the fact that when it comes to Social Security, the reality is the reality. And it doesn't care. It does not care if you are a Democrat or a Republican. The money will be gone in less than a decade. And Ayers very rightly pointed out the fact that Congress could have solved this problem decades ago and chose not to. And that's what I want to get to. Because the real test of a nation is what it does when it doesn't have to do anything. So think about that. A a country that's facing a famine or dealing with an epidemic of diseases or confronting a a big population problem uh, in intergenerational positive. Uh, poverty, they, they have to focus on that and they can't focus on anything else. But our success in this country has positioned it both with the opportunity and the capacity to tackle any big challenge. And yet we often choose to ignore them because we can. And I'm one of those people who believes that is absolutely un American. I agree with President Biden. When he says there is not a single thing that the American people cannot do when they're united, he's right. And we need members of Congress to act like it. Because now we're in this position as a country where we don't always have to solve the problem. We can kick it down the road. We were talking with Governor Cox last week, uh, talking about how often Congress chooses to punt because they can And if you're a football fan, would you like to be following a team that punts on first down because you're really good at it? Or would you actually like to try to score some points and actually win a game? And that's the test for the country. And so so just think about it from a capacity standpoint in the United States. When it comes uh, to a country, when we become so good at solving problems or maximizing opportunities – 
the question of whether it can or can't achieve something evaporates. Again, President Biden's right on this. All you have to do is look, look at our history. Man on the moon? Check. Cure for countless diseases? Check. Transcontinental Railroad? Check. Interstate Highway? Check, check, check. Two world wars? Not a problem. The list goes on and on. And it really is hard to think of anything a united United States couldn't get done. And therein lies the danger for any advanced civilization. And that is the ability to punt. It's the ability to ignore problems. The luxury we have to ignore leads to the atrophy of the problem-solving muscle that actually built the country. And that's what worries me, is we're losing our solve-the-problem-get-it-done muscle because we've gotten really good at punting. We've gotten really good at kicking the can down the road. We are so good ignoring things that we really need to get done, like Social Security, like Medicare. We have to deal with it. National debt, we're going to pay more in interest, just the interest payment. The bare minimum. More than we spend on the military, more than we spend on Social Security, Medicare combined. And that doesn't get us anything. That doesn't get us more boats or planes or guns. And it doesn't get us any more services for Social Security recipients or Medicare recipients. It doesn't get us anything. It's just interest going away. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. And so I'm convinced that as a country, uh, we don't have a capacity problem or a capability problem. We have a, an atrophy of our get-it-done muscle problem. Because we can engage in the never-ending political debate of what should or shouldn't be done. And we can have that conversation forever, but guess what? It doesn't solve any problems. When, when all we do is debate what problem is the most important problem, uh, go down that rabbit hole for a while. Is the most important problem curing cancer? Is the most important problem the, the potholes on the street or the infrastructure that's crumbling? Is the most important problem the price of insulin? Is the most important problem the deterioration of neighborhoods and families and communities? We can debate forever what should or shouldn't be done. But the thing that we have to recognize is that most of our nation's problems are pretty simple to solve. Simple, not easy. Uh, Sadly, we don't make a good attempt at addressing many of them anymore. And to be honest, there really aren't that many countries on the planet that have the luxury of debating or considering the pros and cons of 
building a border wall or reforming the criminal justice system or cutting or raising taxes or addressing health care costs or protecting the environment or reforming entitlement programs or reinventing an education system. So it isn't because there is a question about whether America can or cannot deal with any of these issues. Not a one of them. Our problem is that we have become so comfortable mired in the political minutia of debating if we should or should not address them at all. That's where the problem lies. And so when we really st- step back and start looking at, well, what, what is the real problem? And how do we really go about it? it? It's time for us to lean in and actually start solving the problems. And they aren't necessarily about bigger government or more government. It might just be better government. It might just be better communities and families and neighborhoods. So when we forever are stuck in this should or should not, again, we're, we're debating things that because we can. And we're procrastinating dealing with really important issues because we can. Or we're procrastinating confronting significant issues in our culture, in our society, in our country, because we're just going to wait for the next presidential election. Or we're just going to wait for the next election cycle to just play out. So now here we are again at a, at a, at a moment. We've got lots of things on the agenda, lots of things we can debate whether we should or shouldn't do. But eventually, you know what? You run out. Uh, eventually, infrastructure breaks down. Eventually, schools become ill-equipped to meet new demands. Eventually, Social Security runs out of money. And when the moment of great challenges arrive in a nation, the capacity to act swiftly, decisively, unitedly, and effectively is going to be tested immediately. And so the time for the preparation of all of that is past. The, the luxury of just warming up and reengaging gradually on things is, is no longer an option for us. Contending with the great difficulties sharpens and strengthens the capacity of the nation. Uh, I wholeheartedly agree with Abigail Adams when she wrote, Great necessities call out our great virtues. And I do believe that the American people will respond with unrivaled capacity and commitment when leaders with vision invite them to be part of a cause rather than one more caustic debate. And so we got to get past the Twitter battles. We got to get past the cable news network wars. We got to get to something better because we no longer have the luxury of procrastinating our pressing problems. It's time for us to come together and show that we have the capacity and the ability to create a better future. That's how we solve the problems. I'm Boyd Matheson. Thanks for joining us on Inside Sources today here on KSL News Radio. And as always, as you go out into the world today, make sure you see something that inspires, say something that uplifts, and do something today that makes a difference.
KSL FM Midvale, KSL Salt Lake City. Listen on the KSL News Radio app and in your car at 102.7 FM. KSL News Radio, Utah's all day companion for news. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.